Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu from the podcast team at Qalam. We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras and khutbas all from our new campus Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillah, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Babu taqwa, uh, the chapter of taqwa. Taqwa is a comprehensive term. Um, a lot of times it's translated as a consciousness, awareness of God, to be constantly have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on your mind. Um, the early generation, instead of defining terms, what they would do is they would actually just give a lot of examples. So like when the Prophet ﷺ would explain things, later generations of scholars, what they would do is they would do ta'rif. They would define it. Like, how do you define this exact thing? But when you look at the early generation of scholars, and even the Prophet ﷺ, his method is he wouldn't give like a, de a, 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 a dictionary definition of a term, but rather provide a lot of examples, 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 examples. And that's how you came to know what a term was. The reason I say that is because some of the best definitions or explanations are examples for taqwa from the early community. So one of the examples is Umar ibn Khattab is a well-known example that someone asked him what is taqwa and he said um, have you ever had to walk on like a, a thorny pathway or, or somewhere where there's glass spread out right and, and how do you walk around right you walk around very 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 carefully where you're putting your steps. Um, I like to equate that nowadays to when it's icy outside how do we walk around then? Now every step is, you, you, you watch your weight, then you look where the next step is going. You know, you learn how to get to where you're going um, without slipping. And so that taqwa is that constant, it's in the back of your head. When there's ice on the ground, uh, at least when you're from the north, I don't know about y'all guys, but um, when there's ice on the ground, where, where you're thinking constantly, every step in the back of your head, there's like, there could be ice below me, right? So every single step that you take is this in the back of your mind awareness. And that makes your steps all that more careful and delicate and just conscious. And so the concept of God consciousness as taqwa is a very good translation. Now, the early English translations were no, normally fear of God, right? Fear of God, which, which is okay, but it doesn't give the whole thing. Like, yeah, you're scared of slipping on the ice, right? But there's a deeper consciousness that's better communicated through the word taqwa. It actually comes from a root word, which is like, like qi, which means to protect or put something off, right? So the idea is that it's, it's what's protecting you from the fire of Jahannam. It's what's protecting you from God's wrath. That's where the word actually comes from. So he says, Baba taqwa, Baba taqwa, the chapter of taqwa. Now, I mean, this is beautiful because it's the month of taqwa. If you look at the verse that speaks about Ramadan, or the reason for it, like the in the verse says, so that you build God consciousness. So how does that happen in fasting? Well, throughout the whole day, now we're into 19 days almost, you're, you're, you have that consciousness in the back of your head that I'm fasting, right? It's there, it's just sitting there, like subtly, right? Every time you reach for something, it's just there, it's constantly there. And so you learn what it means to be aware of God throughout your day through that act of fasting. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, so yeah, let's look at the verses. 
Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqallah haqqa tuqati. O you who believe, have taqwa, consciousness of God, awareness of God, fearness of God, um, as he should be feared or as he should be uh, thought about. Fattaqullaha mastata'atum. The verse says, fear God, have taqwa of God, mastata'atum, as much as you possibly can, whatever is in your capacity. Waqada ta'ala, ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullah. O oh, you who believe, have this awareness of God. And speak good, speak straight speech. Speak straight. Um, and one more verse. Ah, beautiful. Allah says, whoever has taqwa of God, Allah will find a way out for this person. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide this person from areas which they never expected risk to come from. They never expected risk to come from. The first hadith in this chapter, there's only a few hadith. The first hadith in this chapter is from Abu Huraira radiallahu an. Qal, qila ya Rasulullah, man akramun nas. The Prophet Sallallahu was asked, who is the most noble of people? Who's the most noble of people? Now in Surah Hujurat, inna karamakum indallahi atqaakum. The, the verse in Surah Hujrat, which is a very late Medini verse um, revealed in Medina, it says, indeed, the most honorable are, of you are the most God-conscious of you. Now, in their society, this is very important because they're a society which uh, status matters a lot, right? And so this verse is pushing off the concept that uh, your honor is by your lineage or anything like that. Your honor in Islam is solely based on your taqwa. That's... That's how you elevate your, your status in Islam, is that God consciousness. Not even knowledge. Not even knowledge. It's, it's purely taqwa. So he says to them, he says, He says, the one who has the most taqwa, that's the one. The Sahaba, they were like, well, that's not what we're really asking. Like, that's not, that's not, that, we, we get that. We get that, right? I get you. But that's not what I was asking. So then they go, فَقَالُوا لَيْسَ أَنْ هَذَا نَسَلُوا فَقَالَ فَيُوسُفُ He goes, then Yusuf, Joseph, Nabi Allah, he's a prophet of God, Ibnu Nabi Allah, Ya'qub, Ibnu Nabi Allah, Khalil Allah. He's the son of Abraham, Jacob, Joseph. I mean, you can't get better genes than that. I mean, that's some good genes right there, right? Ain't no one going to put down your rishta right there, your proposal. You, you be good. <laughs> you be good. So, فَقَالُوا قَالُوا لَيْسَ أَنْ هَذَا نَسْأَلُ They're like, no, 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 not that. Of course, I mean, he's so great, yeah. So the Prophet's like, okay, what do you want me to say? So then the Prophet says something really deep. فَعَنْ مَعَادِنِ الْعَرَبِ تَسْأَلُونِ Oh, you're talking about the ma'adin. So ma'ad, a ma'adin is a, is a, is a, uh, a mine. Like you get coal or gold or silver, a mine. So he says, فَعَنْ مَعَادِنِ الْعَرَبِ are you asking me about the Arab minds of lineage? So what he's saying is like, are you asking me about the traits of like our people? Like what's the best people amongst us? And that's what they were asking about, right? Do you, the term ma'adin is really deep because it goes to the fact that deep inside of us, we have these, these traits that are passed down. You know what I mean? And you just got to mine them out to get to them and like a diamond and, and clean it up and it will shine. But it's in you. So the Prophet's like, is that what you're asking me about? He got like a sense that this was it. So he says, خياره في الجاهلية خياره في الإسلام 
Beautiful hadith. The Prophet he says, those who are best in jahiliya will be the best in Islam when they learn the religion. So the hadith is saying, like, like a lot of us when we convert, we leave behind everything. It's like, I'm a new person. Clean out your closet and like get rid of everything and like, you know, everything's gone. Everything from the old you is gone. And this hadith highlights that no, no, no. There's beauty in you. You just need Islam to like clean up that beauty. You just need Islam to kind of bring that out and accentuate what's already beautiful in you, right? And that's why as if you're not a convert and you're working with a convert, one of the things is you have to make sure you don't try to make them become you or your culture. You have to give them ownership of their Islam so that they can make it their own, right? So that's a very important aspect of passing on discipleship or like passing on this message to another people. Like the Arabs didn't go to Africa and make Africans become Arab. They let them be themselves. Like, and that, and the, you saw the beauty of Islam in Africa, right? And so that's a big difference between how Christianity spread and Islam spread, which was you can be you and you can be the best in this religion and just be who, you're, who you are and where you're from. And that's where Islam, what Islam did everywhere. China, Turkey, everywhere you go, Islam went there and it just brought out the best of those people. So, the best of you in Jahiliya. I was talking to one brother who knew a local brother. I won't say his name. I can say his name. Uh, Dr. Sam Ross, uh, beautiful brother, right? And uh, I was talking to a brother who knew him like back in the day. He's like, no, no, I knew him before he converted. And we were talking about him and this and that. And he goes, no, he was like, you know, he was beautiful before he converted. He's like, before he converted, we knew him. He was a beautiful man. His akhlaq, this, that. He was amazing, right? So when he became Muslim, it was just like, you know, it just accentuated the beauty that was already in the man, you know? So, khiyaruhum fil jahiliya, khiyaruhum fil islam. But there's a condition there. But you have to learn, though. You have to still learn. You have to still study. You have to still... Uh, refine yourself and learn what Islam allows and what Islam doesn't allow. So that's a beautiful hadith. One more hadith. This is an interesting hadith. And, and Abi Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu an. Last hadith for today. And Abi Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala an qal, inna dunya hulwatun khadiratun. The Prophet said, indeed, this uh, dunya is sweet and luscious. It's green. It's ripe for the picking. It's, 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 it's nice, right? It tastes sweet and it looks nice. This dunya is amazing. But then God is giving you like your time over it. And he just wants to see how you're going to act. Are you going to stay in the bounds? Are you going to act as you should while, you're, while you have this, uh, like, while you're in charge. The word istakhlifakum means like from the word caliph or khalifa. So khalifa is like the one put in charge of something. So it comes from like the verse where the, Allah says, Inni ja'inun fil aldi khalifa. I'm going to make a, uh, what's the word we use for it? Vice regent. Vice, what is it? Vice regent. Vice regent on the land. Like, and the angels are like, really? Like, are you going to do that? Like, these people are going to do this and that and the third. The idea is like you're put in charge of something. So all of us are on this dunya right now. And we'll be gone in a short time, but for a while we're here, we're in charge, right? Pollution, uh, you know, climate control, whatever, poverty, all those things, we're in charge of that. We affect that. So, mustakhlifakum fiha. 
God is going to put is putting you in charge. But all he's doing is It's not yours. He's just watching what you do. So he says, dunya nisa. He says, so be conscious of what this dunya is, and be conscious of women. Be conscious of women. Now, there's a few ways I think you can look at this statement of be conscious of women. Um, as, as a father and a son and a husband, I mean, my whole life I'm conscious of women, right? My, my two daughters, my mother taking care of her, my wife, I'm conscious, I'm aware of them. And this goes with the meaning of the hajjatul wida' khutbah. When the Prophet says, fear God regarding women, fear God regarding women, right? The meaning there is, as a man, you have a responsibility. And one thing that can really mess up your akhirah is, is, is how you interact with these women, right? But also the other meaning there is just for gender interactions, like the, the watch, be careful of the thing that can cause both genders to slip up the most. And it's the opposite gender. We're so fickle. We're so easily swayed. Our emotions, our, our lust is so, so strong that it can really, really overpower you and take you away from God consciousness. So, be careful. Be careful. Watch yourself. And it goes for sisters too. Watch out. Because now the male body is exploited just as much as the female body used to be exploited. I mean, you go on social media, it's just as many nude men now as was before. It's like it's just as big, big of a fitna for both genders. So it nisa, be be careful of that attraction that can really just throw you off. Indeed the very first fitna that was um, that occurred amongst Bani Israel happened amongst in regard to women. And there's a lot of Israeliyat that this could refer to, but um, Allah knows best. And I guess we'll stop there, inshallah ta'ala. Really beautiful, really beautiful uh, hadith. Actually, one more. It's just one more, inshallah, very short. An Abi Umamata ibn Ajilan al-Bahili, radiyallahu qal, sami'tu Rasulullah sallallahu He says, I heard the Prophet sallallahu say in khutbah al I heard him on the hajjatul wida. This is the farewell pilgrimage. Like the last time the whole, everyone's seeing him. Faqala ittaqullah. He said, fear God, be conscious of God. Pray your five prayers. And fast your month. That's your month. Yo, this is, he says, your month. This is it, your month. And pay the zakat of your wealth. And obey your leaders. So Islam encourages to be a good citizen. Right? A good citizen. That's something that, like, I know it's a, a weird one, but you know, we would we would watch the speed limit even without cameras in a way. I know y'all don't like this one, whatever. It's all good. But, I mean, 10 miles over is kind of understood. Okay, so whatever. Um, that's, that's normal. That's normal. You don't get pulled over for that. But uh, some of the scholars would be very careful about speed limit and stuff. Because they're like, no, you have to obey the law. If the law isn't against Islam, you have to obey it. Right, that's and, and so there's a lot of issues where we start to get really funny with like taxes and this and that and cutting corners and all that. No, Islam is about being a good citizen as well. But the best citizen is the one who does it for the sake of God, not for the sake of, of uh, just not being caught. Right? It's like this is my so double parking stuff like that. You would see it as a religious responsibility, not just uh, a civil thing. Oh, nobody's here. Let me park in the handicapped spot. No, like what's that about? You know, and then you will enter. If you do these things, fear God, pray the prayers, 
fast your month. He calls it your month. Pay your zakat and obey the laws of the land. Obey your leaders. The outcome of all of that. You will enter into the paradise of your Lord. Such a beautiful hadith because it shows how the Muslim is like focusing on their akhirah, but their world is so beautiful too. Like, subhanAllah. I think it was Naqa'ib. What's his name? Atas Naqa'ib. Say Naqa'ib Atas. Always, what's his? Yeah, Naqib Atas. He's a, a, a brilliant um, Malaysian philosopher. Um, uh, very old. Or, wait. Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, yeah, he's still alive. Very old. R amazing works. Um, he write, writes about how the Muslim is the ideal citizen. Right? The Muslim is the ideal citizen. And that has to go back to this God consciousness, the reason why we're doing it. But that ideal citizenship shouldn't be equated to kind of like never standing up because we have great examples of people who stood up against leaders when it was necessary to do that as well. Like that's that afdalul jihad, right? So this con concept of like religion making you just docile sheeple of the leadership, that's not there because Islam would actually encourage you to stand up and like, yo, what are you doing? That's wrong. God doesn't allow that. You're not in charge. God's in charge. You know, may Allah give us tawfiq. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.